0: It was Almost Real, the Pro Wrestling History Podcast, episode 40. Thank God I finally got the intro out. So, I'm joined in studio this week, and this is not going to be a Christmas treat for you, but this is the Christmas episode, and I've already discovered we got three Zimmermans too many on this podcast, but I'm joined today by Dangerous Dan, my cousin. Hello? (laughs) I was going to say, he was a mute mute all of a sudden. Yeah. I didn't want to get killed at again.
1: We got Rain Man for the special (laughs) guest.
0: My my normal prodigal son, Caleb, has joined us as well.
1: Hi, very happy to be here. He says with a lot of belief (laughs) and
0: sincerity. It's
1: Christmas, I'm supposed to be doing something else.
0: And then finally, uh, my oldest son, Trey, is joining us today because we're reviewing a couple of martial artists, so we wanted to get his martial arts... View upon the people that we're interviewing. So
1: some of those martial arts you have to put in your quotes, though. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> but we'll, we'll take a look at that in a little bit. So this has been totally derailed, just as we got started, and hopefully we'll be able to get back to some semblance of. Yeah. Are you guys?
1: So I didn't say anything. I learned my lesson from the intro.
0: <laughs> so uh, and actually, I saved this for uh, this episode. I was going to rant in the last one, but I saved it because I know you and I do not share the same view okay. on this particular topic. Sure. And so I went into Aldi's the other night to pick up some stuff really quickly. And I had just been in there like the week before. Mm-hmm. And I walk up to the front. I'm like, what the heck happened to the front of the store? Because they used to have like the six lanes laid out. Right. Now they have two regular lanes with a cashier there and six (laughs) self-checkout lanes. So it's bad enough we got to deal with this crap when we go to Walmart, which I try to stay out of there as best I can. But now one of my stores I like to shop in because they get great prices for their groceries. Now I got the same stuff, and so I'm sure they're going to go down. They had two cashiers there, and I go in late. So I mm-hmm. just went to the cashier, but I'm sure they're going to get rid of everybody but one cashier. will have one disinterested kid there with a cell phone possibly who yes. looks ticked off every time they have to do anything. Right. Look, the cost of doing business. If you are going to operate a store, you have to pop for having a cashier there. If you were going to give me 15 to 20% off my stuff to ring my myself out, I would do it. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. Just for because you're too lazy to hire cashiers, so you put in 18 self-checkout lanes and put two cashiers in a 40-lane store.
1: Right. Was that the so, whole rant?
0: Yes, that's the whole rant. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> Made it really sound big. No, so here's the caveat. Right? So, I agree with you on the taking over all that many lanes. No, you should have at least three to six people at best. Mm-hmm. Now. Would I gladly pay someone to check out my own groceries at some places because of how little I trust the people working there? Absolutely. But I also work in management and I work with computers, so I know that 12 self checkout liens means 12 error messages at any point at any night. Exactly. So you are sacrificing one thing or another. Mm-hmm. I well, want it as an option, not the standard.
2: And see, I'm, I guess, because of my age, in your dad's age, mm.
0: uh, I we'll
1: will be, be stubborn. You could keep
0: yourself in that statement, by the way. <laughs> uh, who's <laughs> the
2: oldest <laughs> <laughs> Statements of this group? I am. Okay, then. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we. Uh, I, I kind of agree. I will be stubborn, and if I have over $100 worth of items in my cart when I go shopping, I'll stand in line to check it out. <laughs> because that's not my job—is to check out those groceries and make sure it's right, mm. and then you know, and then
0: have some lady, sir, can I see your receipt? Oh, that that annoys <laughs> me more than the <laughs> self checkout lane. Yeah, yeah like, like I'm on swear, Facebook again. Wow. That's where you
1: guys start <laughs> getting me on the argument because, like, I am—I would prefer to go through the self checkout because I'm faster than most of those mooks anyway. Uh-huh. And then I also just don't have to deal with them; it's just ring my stuff up and get get out. Right, but. Whenever I get stopped for something, if I'm carrying a laptop, a TV, a video game, I get being stopped. That's big ticket items, but I don't want to be stopped for common groceries.
2: I was going to say, take it out toilet paper.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or when, you know, I've got, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put the bottles of sodas on the side of the cart. You know? Right. So, and they're like, oh, okay, um, those aren't in bags. I need to see if you paid for those. Lady, I just went, do you think I'm going to go pay do the $100 worth of groceries and not ring up my root beer? Yeah. You know,
1: it just... Well, you know, Walmart uh, had to pay them for something. (laughs) Exactly. And you know,
2: that's that's another thing that, you know, um, I guess it was maybe about a year and a half ago, I went into Walmart. Right. And they had these big red, white, and blue banners. Investing in American jobs. I was like, oh, okay, good for you guys. And then about six months later, where's the people at? Because it's all... Oh well so they, check out stuff. So. They put them in the back where they're needed. Apparently, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. And go sleep on some pallets, and you know. I, I worked at
1: Walmart. <laughs> they had three people to a truck the size of this apartment, like at all times. Oh yeah. Oh, well,
2: yeah. I used to. Well, I worked at the uh, at the super center at an undisclosed location uh, <laughs> before I moved here. Right. Uh, and I was the produce manager. Mm-hmm. I had to be there at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. To get that uh, product, you know, to get that truck. Mm-hmm bring it all the way the length of the store because where got it and where the produce was was you know know. it seemed like a half a mile and they we didn't have those nice electric electric pallet jacks they were manual ones so you got to pull it all down there put all your product up get it and then they want you to face the whole produce section and everything and be done with this by six o'clock when people start coming in yeah so it was yeah it's uh and and then if you don't get it done guess what gonna stay and we're not gonna pay you because your salary yeah 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 that's the last first and last salary job I will accept
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> now uh, with your uh, managerial positions yes. are you salaried
1: I am yes okay
2: so yeah. do you notice the hours creeping in or more hours
1: or oh well, I work extra hours just to get paperwork done. Oh. I really don't mind as much just because I know what I'm getting paid, and quite frankly, I'm starved for money. So. Oh,
2: okay, very well. Yeah, yeah. This um, doesn't
1: pay a lot. Yeah, also, the good thing is if I come in at a certain time, I can just walk out. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
2: true too, yeah. Yeah. No. Now, Ken, when you were uh, in a managerial position, were you... I'm sal- salaried now. Still. Oh, you're salaried now, okay, all right and Trey, we and, uh, know that you're you're a, you're an entrepreneur yourself, so you probably put in a lot of long hours for one pay, so.
1: Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. yeah. So. They'll try to get you. <laughs> yeah,
0: and when it comes to stuff like this, I've always been one to adopt technology. I'm not a luddite. I don't sit there and go, oh. I don't know anything about popular culture. I didn't care anything about popular culture when I was your guys age. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was going to ask you guys something, but let me finish my thought on what I was going to say before. Of course. So, the world is always shifting and changing, and you've got to change with it. You've got to adapt Mm -hmm. to technology and the way things are because it's always going to be different. I read a newspaper for twenty plus years. Oh, but there aren't any newspapers anymore, and the ones that do exist, the delivery is terrible because nobody's selling them anymore because Mm -hmm. they're just nobody reads them. So you have to adapt. The technology, But I'm not adapting to bringing out my own stuff unless they give me a heck of a discount. Exactly. I will continue to search out places that have cashiers. I hate Walmart anyway, and mm-hmm. I will avoid them. And I hate them more for the fact that they will stop you to look at your receipt for a, a set of... Toilet paper? Yeah, or toilet paper or paper towels, which they've done to me. Mm-hmm. And they are arresting your freedom of movement. With no reasonable suspicion. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they can sit there and say this is private property and we can do this, but you're in a gray area there. I think that if enough people sued them that they would find out because I did retail security and people get sued all the time for bad stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you're in a gray area there. But what I was going to say is I-, I hear the kids say all the time nowadays, it just hits different. Does that mean, that, so you both already chuckling, this is why I ask your sister stuff, not you guys, she doesn't make fun of me when I ask her something.
1: It's like a line out of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, whenever you say slang to me. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't have to explain to him what, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to get into that one. <laughs>
0: So, but does that just mean it feels different when you're doing something different?
1: Yes, it's, it's you know, like uh, this hits different, you know, when you were a kid because you remember it being a lot better as a kid. Uh, you yeah, know, stuff like that. Yeah.
2: I akin it to, and, and when I was a kid, I loved Thanksgiving because you always smelled the turkey, the parade was... Really? I thought oh. it sucked. Well, I mean, Wow! The parade was Wait on... Wait till you hear the Happy, Happy Christmas song. Yeah, the parade was on... Uh, The turkey was in the oven, you know, mom and dad are in the kitchen getting everything whipped up. It smells great. Right. Now, that's when I was a kid, but now when I'm in charge of all that stuff, it hits different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's where I use that it hits different, uh, when something like that, when it goes from something you remember good to something bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you ever hear me use the words it hits different, you probably ought to send me to a psychiatrist. Oh, you okay. probably hit something
1: before I, you said I, that. I am part of Gen Z, and I don't use you it. You know, I, I, I don't I don't even think Maddie uses it. Right? And I don't
0: do drugs, but there's a dispensary right across from work that there was a couple days. I was like, oh, <laughs>
1: you know what? you <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's there's several guys that come out of there that are very pleasant to talk to. Yeah, just I'm be sure. careful.
1: Scott once walked around the entire house in Phasmophobia with a thermometer, and it was off the whole time. So he's looking for the ghost room with a the thermometer, and it's off the entire time. That so man works <laughs> at a dispensary, though. I think. I <laughs> yeah. Come on.
0: Do you know what any of that meant?
2: <laughs> yeah, actually, Phasmophobia is a, is a ghost hunting, and when you go to ghost hunt, you use a thermometer to check for cold spots in the room.
1: So, but if yeah, the commenters off, you can't tell. The he was so high, he's like, "Oh my God, am I?" <laughs> See, that's that's not a cool amount when you have to verbally exclaim. That's not yeah. a cool amount. Yeah. But uh,
0: <laughs> I, I hope nobody skipped Christmas dinner to listen to us tonight. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I hope Scott's listening to this. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, but to go back to the Walmart point to wrap that up, I know it's about the principle, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't care at all about the principal. I will go in there. I will handbag, hand scan. I'll even give myself the discount coupon um, if it means I don't have to look into the dead eyes of a teenager or holding a phone, a middle-aged person right. who has just completely checked out from the last they're, five. You know, just lovely customers See, before. Most
0: me. cashiers I've run into have been. Very pleasant people with a happy-go-lucky
1: attitude, so I don't know where you've been shopping at. Walmart, they exist. I don't go to Walmart. <laughs> no, they, I don't uh, either, or at least try now, not to. So.
2: I will say at least Target only has like four self-checkouts, <laughs> and they have more people. And I'm going to be interested to see what happens this year at Christmas time.
1: Uh, well, they are coming out with different technology. Like You can't just weigh lemons for a PS4 now. You can't uh, do yeah. that. Yeah. People, People were doing that. Yes. Oh they yeah, they were. They
2: that. were stealing them blind.
1: But uh, oh my god! Probably enough complaining about Walmart. But well,
0: you guys lost me about ten minutes. was just waiting for you to finish, as <laughs> I'm sure most of this. the listeners are too.
1: <laughs> all right, go on.
0: All right, on. <laughs> all right. Now, we're the, wrestling podcast. So I got a history uh, thing to get to, but I was just doing a little bit of quick research before we got into that. Oh, and we might as well go over the schedule because we're actually in the update portion.
2: Yes, we are. So go right ahead with that. We
0: actually discussed this on the the last podcast. Mm -hmm. So next year I want to do 40 podcasts and I'll supplement that with 20 written posts. So basically five pieces of content a month. Mm. Uh, the four week months, we'll do three podcasts. The four, uh, the five week months, we'll normally do four, but I'm stopping at forty. So if we've got an extra, which I think we might next year because it's leap year, we might have five months with a fifth week. Mm-hmm. That last one in December will be a written post. I'll only do three in December okay. now because after this, nobody might want to listen to us ever again. Anyway, look.
2: So. Well, with and with that being said, also yes. we might have a bonus episode or two thrown in if something. Big, happen. Big happens. Big
0: happens because yes. so Uncle Dan and I are going to record two episodes sometime in December for the first two weeks of January. Okay. But then after that, we want to get closer to the actual air date. So if mm-hmm. we're going to release the last one the fourth week in January, we don't want to record it till the second or third week in January because we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We're self. getting way ahead, <laughs> so we're talking about stuff, and it just happened when we're talking about it, but we don't publish the episode till. Yeah. December so like today it's December or I'm sorry it's November 6th and this is going to be the Christmas episode that we we put up mm-hmm. so we want to get closer to the the air date yeah. so I'm not expecting you to be there for 40 episodes we'll get mm-hmm. you in when we can if we have a special thing we want Trey there for we'll yeah. get him in there um, but Uncle Dan and I may take and if we get close to the deadline and I can't get anybody together I'll just do a solo episode. On a history topic, and because I, I think we can comfortably make that schedule, I was worried about yeah. getting way ahead of our skis, but I think that we can do that. Schedule.
2: I think that it sounds pretty reasonable. So yeah.
0: So before we completely go off the rails here, let me get into the the history topic for this month.
2: <laughs> been on the rails?
0: <laughs> no, we
2: no, haven't we been were. on the rails yet. <laughs> <laughs> here's train Every, station. Here's us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ever since we started recording here, man. <laughs> barely talk about history.
0: Well, that's because you and Uncle Dan can't keep focus for more than five seconds.
1: Right. A.D.H.D. Alright, where was I, I now? I oh, call H.D. You can have eighty. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> before I get into this history topic, I, I was telling your Uncle Dan, I am somewhat chagrined. Okay. Because I have been laying it on pretty hard to a, a true wrestling legend from the 1980s. I have been talking real bad about Hulk Hogan, or as I know I'm affectionately bogus, mm-hmm. for the past several episodes. And I'm sure that he probably has some really good qualities. I don't know what those are, and I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that they're there, and I've probably been a bit, a, a little bit over the top with my criticisms of the fact that he couldn't tell the truth if his life
1: depended on it. Mm-hmm. He text you crying again? No. To be fair, a couple of those <laughs> lies I think just have to do with uh, room temperature IQ, like the the whole thing with the national dateline. Oh yeah, he oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: crossed the international dateline, so he wrestled 400 times one year, not taken into effect, when you come back, you lose the extra day.
2: <laughs> or how he was the originally uh, auditioned and was going to be the bass player for Metallica. Oh yeah, yeah that,
1: that one's not that one's not low IQ. That one's just stupid. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now you guys have gone off, and you have now have started besmirching the man too. So, I this think we need to lay, lay off Hulk Hogan and Tony Khan because it's Christmas.
2: Okay. Well, who else can? Who who we gonna lay into
0: this? Glacier, I would say in about twenty minutes. Okay. So. Well, let's let's proceed then. <laughs> <laughs> but. Merry Christmas, Glacier. Okay, so, getting back to what we were going to actually talk about.
1: Right.
0: Um, So, Christmas night, 1911. Let me set this up. I hate when you drop your head when I say, let me set this up. It's not like I'm going to go on to this long tirade
1: about this thing. Did I say this sucks? No, I dropped my head. Keep going.
0: (laughs) So, Stanislaus Zabisco, who we've talked about for the last three podcasts. Yes. He wrestled Frank Gotch in 1910 and gotch beat him in a very controversial match right gotch tried or gotch did tackle him off the handshake and pinned him in like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and zabisco was so upset he was going to walk off the mat but they convinced him to come back gotch legitimately beat him for the second fall in like 30 minutes and then gotch would never wrestle him again but zabisco didn't get that memo for several years he stayed in the united states and he campaigned for a title shot and should have. He was the number one contender, but gotch wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. So on Christmas night, 1911, Zabisco takes a match against Giovanna Reishevich. Recy, which, it's funny, we're talking about Hulk Hogan, because uh-huh. he could have been the Hulk Hogan in 1911. Uh-huh. He was built. Oh, I mean, he was, yeah. He, he was had an incredible build. Yeah, he did. For, um, uh, he, his arms were probably 20 inches, which, that just didn't exist back in that mm-hmm. day. But Reishevich was huge. But... He was not that great of a wrestler. Zabisco was a much, much better wrestler. Zabisco mm-hmm. was pretty huge too, but he wasn't muscular like Razievich. And so Zabisco takes a match with Razievich and agrees to throw him three times in an hour because Razievich has just wrestled Gotch who beat him. Mm-hmm. So Zabisco wants to beat him handily, and that he thinks will set him up for another title shot with Gotch. Right. So they agreed to a wrestling match in Madison Square Garden in New York City. It's no wonder that wrestling had a heck of a time getting started in New York when you have stuff like this going on. Mm -hmm. Because Zabisco says, I will throw you three times in an hour, which he could have if the guy would have wrestled him. But Racevich knew, well, I don't have to beat him. I -hmm. just got to keep from being thrown three times in an hour.
1: Yeah
0: so for the next hour all he basically did was hold on paw and and just irritate the crap out of zabisco but never gave him never really tied up with him and another top contender tom jenkins who was pretty much retired by this point Mm -hmm. but he and uh, gotch wrestled eight times but the last two we can take out because he wrestled him after he started becoming the defensive uh, tactics instructor Mm -hmm. at the U.S. Military Academy, but in their prime, he wrestled Frank Gotch, and he beat Gotch three times, and Gotch beat him three times. Yeah. The only really serious threat to Gotch during his whole title reign was Jenkins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Zabisco now, because he doesn't want to wrestle him.
2: Right.
0: So, Jenkins is refereeing this match and starts telling Racevich, you need to start wrestling. Do something. You just can't hold on all day. And, of course, Racevich just continues to hold on to him and everything. So, at one point, Jenkins gets really frustrated and taps him on the back, which a lot of times was a signal for a fall. Mm -hmm. Racevich jumps up like he's won something, raises his hand in the air, and leaves the ring. Because if he won one fall he would be considered the winner of the match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He leaves the ring. Jenkins is yelling for him to come back. There's been no fall. And Racievich acts like he can't understand him because he's from a, a Italy. Yeah. He's an Italian champion. He acts like he can't understand him, <laughs> even though he understood his instructions <laughs> and everything else. Right, yeah. So Jenkins is getting ready to come out there and... Get physical with the guy, which I don't know if he could have done anything yeah. at that point in time. He'd been retired for like four or five years mm-hmm. from the, to- but I wouldn't have wanted to mess with Jenkins. Yeah. Um, but Zabisco is furious too because Zabisco knows what he's doing. He's trying to play off and get out of there. Yeah. So the fans, of course, by this time, Jenkins is not the only one yelling because. The fans are yelling for Racyvich to get back in there and the crowd is about fifty fifty. Half of the crowd is for Zabisco, half of the crowd is for Yeah. Racevich. Well Jenkins has had enough of calling him back and he just disqualifies Racyvich, raises Zabisco's hand. So what do you think happens when you're in a place where the outcome of the match is controversial? And this was uh, this match took place December twenty fifth, nineteen eleven. And half of the crowd is... Riot. riot. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what happened. (laughs) Riot. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what happened. The Polish fans and the Italian fans started (laughs) taking their Christmas cheer out on each other. Oh, wow. And the New York City police had to get involved. And... Would you believe that the New York City police did not want any more wrestling in New York for a while? Imagine wow, that. There, there were lots of stories like this in New York history. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it never really did anything until Curly took over up there. They had lots of big matches, but they had trouble drawing fans to it. Yeah. And then you'd have high-profile stuff like this happen. This was a contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were wrestling legitimately, but one yeah. guy was wrestling and one guy wasn't. And then the fans, yeah. they had a pretty good... Uh, Donnie Brooke, uh, that was uh, yeah. <laughs> not a work at all. And uh, the police did not enjoy having to break that up and uh, getting involved in those fisticuffs themselves. So I, I wrote a post about that on the, the website, which I called the Christmas Night Wrestling Fiasco. Oh, yeah. And it was just another black eye on professional wrestling. And that was one of the things that made it hard for pro wrestling to get going around the country as a spectator sport. Yeah. Because so many disreputable things happened around it. This was a legitimate contest mm-hmm. where the guy knew exactly what he was doing, but a lot of times there were gambling schemes going on, mm-hmm. other distasteful things, and it just normally really ticked people off. So for Christmas night, 1911, yes. the fans in Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. got into a big old fisticuff. Merry Christmas!
1: And right. all a good night. <laughs> That is a very New York thing, I'm going to be honest. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't see him having punch-ups all that often uh, at the other sporting events. That's well, why I guess yeah. Philadelphia, you probably don't want to go in there and another visitor team's Now, What, what do you jersey? think would have happened Possibly,
2: yeah. if Bruno San Martino would have lost in New York?
0: Oh, there would have been a big old riot. <laughs> exactly. So when Ivan Koloff beat him, mm. they didn't even give Ivan Koloff the title. Didn't raise his hand yeah he beat bruno bruno sat there for a second they got ivan koloff out of there they gave him the title back in the dressing room outside of there because they were afraid the fans would go crazy and kill him
2: yeah because bruno san martino was basically the italian superman <coughs> yep ah. he was he was their
0: hero i mean you know it's like and new york had a history of putting the belt on ethnic heroes mm-hmm. so it was argentina raca before bruno mm-hmm. then it was bruno then it was Pedro Morales, who was of Puerto Rican descent. Then it was back on Bruno. Yeah. And really, Superstar Billy Graham and Bob Backlund were the first two WWF champions, or WWF champions at the time. Mm-hmm. that kind of broke that mold. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think Pedro Morales is kind of a forgotten champion.
0: Yeah, because people saw him in the 80s and he was older. And, so, and that's what happens to a lot of the guys. Yeah. People see him when they're older and broke down and go, oh, I don't know what all the big deal about that was, but you didn't see him when they were in their 20s. When exactly. They were their it, it's like I mean, we thought, when we were kids, we thought Gene Kaniski was old, busted, and broke down. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he was old, but, busted, well, and yeah. broke down at that time. Well, but in his 20s and 30s, he was yeah. such a, a great athlete, Luthez was willing to drop the title to him. And yeah. Luthez was very particular about who he dropped the title to.
2: Well, you know, back in the days of Georgia and Florida... When you saw Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you saw uh, Junkyard Dog, you're like, wow, these guys were great. Then you see them in the WWF, and you're like, wow, these guys have really went downhill. Yeah, if you you don't see Junkyard
0: Dog (laughs) and Hacksaw Jim Duggan in Mid-South, you'll never know what the big deal about them was. Because if you see the fat, happy dog in WWE, you're like, he's not that great. Yeah, he
2: was famous for bringing a chain to the ring. That was about it. Yeah, they
1: could grab them cakes. Yes. And then his girlfriend would get the wire cutters out from another thing and chop it. For no, oh, that was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking
0: about Buddy Matthews and all. Yeah, we watched
1: the worst match of my life. <laughs> They tried to break a ladder three times, and three and, times and, that man needed a qu- and, chiropractor.
0: Right, and that was the wrong. That was the wrong match. We yes. the yeah. match that they had a week or two before that was the good match. Whoever bought the ladders for this ladder match. The ladders didn't break, which is what they're supposed to do, because when the they break... Okay, for <laughs> a second, of... I
1: thought I misheard him. I'm like, wait, break the ladder? It
0: bro- no, it broke them. The ladder didn't break. Yeah. They hit the ladder. They had it like that, so, and they dived. So when the ladder doesn't break, they take all that yeah. impact on yeah. their body on the yeah, ladder. Yeah, I
1: know. It's just like breaking <laughs> boards. They got yep. slammed three times. Yeah, it, it
0: never thing. broke a single ladder. <laughs> Whoever the guy was that bought those ladders should be fired or slammed on his own ladders. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> that is brutal.
2: But see, that reminds me of that uh, match, or it wasn't even a match. I think uh, Jim Cornette was out in the ring, running his mouth, saying what a f- uh, f- you know physical specimen that he was. Yeah. He was going to <laughs> wrestle this guy. This, this right. what is Mulkey? Maybe like one sixty so Yeah. Wet. And he's in there, and he's. Like, I'm going to fight this Multimania. guy. Mania. And but anyway, Big Bubba Rogers is out there with him, and. Dusty Rose comes out and he's going to hit Cornet with the chair but Big Bubba Rogers gets in the way. Well this wasn't it was an old wooden chair and it wasn't a gimmick chair.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: And he slams Big Bubba Rogers over the head with it and it stays on you know yeah, it's, it's like right. a horse collar on, so he's wearing a horse collar and but Bubba's <laughs> just standing there looking at him and and, and Dusty Rose is like oh. <laughs>
1: was a great that was a great spot bringing the wrong prop to work will always be a terrible mistake
0: (laughs) well this guy i think they were the right props i just think they bought the wrong props
1: because
0: these ladders did not break it was like and i hate ladder matches they've been done to death Mm -hmm. and that one was particularly brutal because i'm like that they're taking all that impact on their body because not one of those ladders is broke yet so they dive off and do a splash, and both guys are taking
1: all of that right on their body. There was also a moment where one of them handcuffed the guy to the pole, and then the guy's girlfriend brings out wire cutters.
2: She got bolt cutters under the ring,
1: just chopping away. Just happened to be, be sitting free. there. Yeah. How convenient. Yeah.
2: You know what we what need was the to point? Uh, uh, maybe uh, a podcast in the future this this coming year sometime. I think we need to review the uh, Roddy Piper greg valentine dog collar match
0: oh yeah that that match is brutal
2: that match is brutal but once again it was a dog collar match but you only got those on special occasions
0: yeah they weren't overdone shock collar, collar no no they're, <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> ten, they got collars around their neck and they've got a length of chain and they whooped each other with this freaking chain
2: uh, actually yeah. roddy piper suffered uh permanent yeah. ear damage yeah from the match
0: not on purpose but yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's hard to work a chain. Yeah. Unforgiving piece of steel. Yeah, I will say, <laughs>
1: it would have been interesting, like, I mean, obviously the way WWE or whatever the heck would do it would be dumb just because they've kind of lost their, they've kind of lost it. But if you actually get handcuffed to the thing and you have to start figuring out how to move around, like, if the guy actually had to figure out how to move around like that. No both colors. <laughs> Do what? Bolt Yeah, bolt. no, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, It would have been interesting. Like, He actually has to fight one-handed, stuck against it. Because you could slide it around the thing, hypothetically. It would have mm-hmm. been interesting, but you just bolt-cutter it off. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations, you've just given him a brass wrist. or A uh, metal wrist, yeah. I don't know if the collar you described was m- more or less... It, it Funny. It, it was than what I was originally. Wearing. It was
0: leather and studded, and they yeah. were connected together by a chain in the middle.
1: I was imagining one of those shock dog collars oh, while no. they try to fight each other, yeah. just writhing. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> That's got to be inhumane. They
0: didn't do anything, but I mean, they did some really stupid stuff. So, yeah. the worst gimmick match they ever came up with, and it was a lot shorter in Tennessee. I think it was like ten or twelve feet. Yes. But it was still enough. But they would get these twenty foot. Uh, scaffolds and they had these scaffold matches <laughs> which were horrible. Oh
1: yeah, you were telling me about that in the car one night. They were
0: absolutely horrible because everybody was uh-huh. scared to death they were going to fall off and they would hang from the bottom and drop and Jim Cordette blew both knees out doing that.
1: One yeah. man thought a scaffolding match was a good idea. The Who guy in Booker Tennessee at and, it, time?
0: and then Dusty picked it up in Crockett. But they used a construction scaffold that was like 20 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Tennessee one was only like 10 feet up. So if you're hanging from it, you're only four feet off the ground. Yeah. Not sixteen, you know, feet off the ground. That that was the worst, and you that is one match you don't see today. They got rid of that because yeah. the chance of injury is just too great, and that they're, they're terrible because even a well put together professional scaffold moves. Mm-hmm. So these guys get up and walking, and the thing is shifted all over them. So everybody sits down on it and starts pummeling each other, and. Then somebody kind of slides over to the side and hangs on and then drops mm-hmm. off. And you really need light guys to do that because big guys yeah, the whole their, thing just flips. Well, they blow their knees out and ankles and everything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there was nobody getting their knees blown out or their ankles blown out. We're shocked. <laughs> well, I think people were shocked when they first saw it. <laughs> what did you guys think about glaciers? Yeah, let's get let's
2: get on. So this. we watched <laughs> the
0: first match that Glacier had on TV, which was against Big Bubba Rogers. I think, and that's the Big Bubba, the guy that you saw. That's the guy that took the chair over his head. Yeah, ten years before that, or eight years before that, whatever it was. They had apparently had a match that wasn't on TV in the arenas, but th- this was the first match on television. So. I've got a lifelong martial artist here Someone who's done martial arts most of his life Hello And you guys can give your perspective on what you
1: thought about it Would you like to go first or shall I? Go first, go nuts. Okay, so when I saw Glacier come out I immediately thought that this is going to be like It's so overhyped or like uh, over-exaggerated It's like the type of stuff people would do to make fun of martial arts Whenever I was a kid, you'd have people who would be like doing the, doing those crazy karate poses where like one hand's outstretched, the other one's up by your face, and then they're doing that weird back stance like they're doing some type of distorted warrior's pose, and he's so slow. There's no power by the time there's contact. It looks like he's doing discount tai chi, which, yeah, would be an insult to anybody who does tai chi because honestly, I believe they could hit people harder than that guy. Yeah.
0: And you know he was a legitimate
1: martial artist It's just uh, It it looked like Kung Fu theater
0: from the 70's It was so slow And that was the thing that everybody talked about It was just so slow And then some of the things That he was doing had no power
1: So whenever I saw it The only thing that kept going through my mind Is that is the look of regret <laughs> that is you could see the sentences. I told them this isn't how the move is done as he's going through his intro. He's probably just as disappointed as everybody else was there. So I feel like I'm
0: sure WCW was disappointed because <laughs> they spent a half million dollars on his entrance.
1: <laughs> that was the look of regret.
2: Well the thing and, and you know, I agree with uh both gentlemen here and, and our guest. Um but you know the thing that got me is the Glacier persona didn't get over with the fans. Right. So they repackaged this guy as a coach, as like, a, like a, a gym coach. Then he's not getting over, so, hey, let's bring Glacier back. We'll give him new armor. We'll give him a new uh, Blood Runs Colder.
1: Oh, yeah. And that was the other thing that I thought whenever I saw him. I'm Mortal like, this combat. dude is doing Mortal Kombat cosplay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. He did look like Sub-Zero. You
1: know? Yeah, if Sub-Zero got his costume from the dollar store... Yeah. 7-Eleven, Sub-Zero. Yeah. That's somehow worse. <laughs>
2: so, but wh- I want to know, what was World Class Championship Wrestling thinking by... What well, hey,
0: World Championship... Or
2: what... Wh- WCW. Yeah. It was like, wait a minute, this didn't work the first time. It's got to work the second time?
0: We've been watching a lot of World Class, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... And it's just you
2: know what was worse than what, what was worse than the glacier thing? No, remember the uh, the Kiss Demon.
0: Who was? Oh Sorry, the yeah, one, yeah. Uh, Dale Torborgs.
2: Kid. Yes, they had they had Kiss show up on a WCW show one night. Okay, that's bad. And horrible they were <laughs> they were horrible. Terrible. I mean, because you know garbage. They didn't want to be, there. <laughs> <laughs> but they were on there.
0: Too How far have we fallen that we've got to perform here at this? One? Exactly, Wrestling <laughs> show.
2: but so. they're there because they're unleashing this character called the Demon. Or was it the Kiss Demon or just the Demon?
0: It was. It was the Kiss Demon. Then it was the Demon. Was his name Dale Torborg? Yeah, it was one Cause of the, his name was Dale Torborg. His dad was Jeff Torborg, the yeah. baseball manager. Yeah, because he ended up. What a shock. This gimmick didn't (laughs) get over at all. Yeah, Within six months, he was working for his dad as the uh, strength and conditioning coach for the baseball team his dad was the coach of. uh, His dad was a Major League Baseball coach.
2: So this guy comes out of this crypt, if you want to call it, (laughs) comes out of this crypt dressed like Gene Simmons, face paint, the hair. Oh, man. I was like, what was WCW thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, he
0: didn't last six months, and he was out of wrestling, and his dad's strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Wow.
2: And if you ever have to watch him, it's even a little bit more painful than watching Glacier.
0: There were actually, the last couple years of WCW, mm-hmm. there were lots of things that were worse to watch than watching Glacier.
1: But sure, whose fault the is that, Ken? The
0: whole. WCW's. Vince Russo. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just made a dog's breakfast at WCW. He didn't have that hand restraining him like he had in WWE. Exactly. They just turn him loose. And you can't turn the village idiot loose. Mm-mm. But, well, I don't know how I, the that guy still that, gets that, jobs. That, that's a little rough. Mr. Village Idiot. Okay. You can't turn Mr. Village Idiot loose. With no controls and
1: not have that kind of stuff. Right. Although,
0: compared to what Jim Cornette and others call him, I'm being very kind. Well, yeah, you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Compared to what these guys say. Well, Uh, I mean, for starters, you have to have a language filter for your podcast. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yes, no swearing. I'm tired of cutting all these things out of
1: here. I haven't Uh. said it. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: I will say, uh,
2: Dutch Mantell sometimes says words like that. But um, when they were talking about bookers and creative teams...
0: Mm.
2: Dutch Mantel said you could look up Vince Russo's name In the dictionary And there'd be one word shits, S-H-I-T-Z With a Z because that's how bad he was <laughs> Cut
1: <laughs> Yeah now I gotta go back <laughs> yeah. through this thing
2: I'm repeating what Dutch Mantel
1: said You guys like it's so much work I spent six Are hours editing out How many times the, the bad it hurts, hurts.
2: <laughs> Yes I am I'm just repeating what somebody
0: else said. <laughs> I've lost my place. <laughs> well, yet. we were talking
1: about how awful WCW was towards the end. Oh yeah, right. and Whoa.
0: Vince Russo being an uncontrolled mope. Yeah, uh, we know he sucks. So, and WWE has been terrible the last few years because mm-hmm. Vince has lost his mind. But of course. There's one shining hope we have for WWE, and that is now that Paul Levesque, Triple H, mm-hmm. is in charge of creative again. And when NXT was good, Triple H was the creative mind behind it. And what you guys watched that I showed you was his way to introduce a martial arts-based character, Alistair Black. Right. So what did you guys think about that? That, that was Triple H's work at NXT.
1: Yeah, um. So as far as Alistair Black, I don't want to like point to the other guy too much because like I know part of that is the WWE showmanship, and I can get onto that rant in a bit. But his techniques and everything were crisp and actually looked real. The only reason that I like it was tipped to me that it was fake is just because the way what we grew up watching. But
0: right, people don't move like that when they're really.
1: Yeah, if about. It, it's kind of like that uh, Who was it? Christopher Saruman Lord of the Rings Oh, uh, god damn Basically, See, here
0: we go again <laughs> I'm going to have to put a language warning Lee. on this episode Christopher Lee Censor okay. it
1: with Christopher Lee Yeah, Christopher Lee When he yes. was uh, doing Lord of the Rings And he was Saruman, you know how he gets stabbed in the back? Mm-hmm. The director tried telling him How he had to sound when he stabbed somebody in the back or when he got stabbed in the back. And he's, he's like, no, that is not how somebody get like, the sound somebody makes when somebody gets stabbed in the back. When they get stabbed, all the air gets driven out of it. That's basically what we have whenever we deal with uh, watching WWE after watching UFC, because you'll see the dude getting hit on, like, the sh- side of the head a little bit. And he, like, stands, ragdolls, falls over like a, like a, like a mannequin just getting shoved over at the mall. And Most
0: knockouts it, are not that
1: clean. Right, and that's not even a knockout. He gets up. He's just stunned. stunned And it's like That's not how that works That is not how Any of that works Uh for context But as far as Alister Black goes Like yeah His yeah. techniques All look correct Like it It sells It's just the other dude Just looks over the top Yeah Uh for context Christopher Lee served So he, he knows what Stabbing someone sounds like Yeah Um The actor who played Saruman in Lord of the Rings Yeah
0: I know who Christopher Lee is
1: Okay Sir Christopher Lee He was knighted Yeah Thanks. Sir Christopher <laughs> Lee <laughs> Yeah uh, Just
0: like Dame Judy Dench.
1: Yeah. Or Cher, I don't know. What Prince by was for that while? Cher was <laughs> invited,
0: and Prince was not a true Prince.
1: No, well, I don't even know what to call the symbol he went by for a while. The symbol. The symbol? Uh, yeah, we are We are getting completely <laughs> off the rails. No, I'm going back to Aleister Black. He walks like Prince, so it makes sense.
0: I am it's so, so sorry to anybody that stuck <laughs> around and listened to all of this today. Merry
1: Christmas, everybody. Um, so. I enjoyed his opening. I enjoyed how hard he went into the character because, like you said, it was based on his dad's religion and also he just kind of put his own twist on it. -hmm. Um, If they can match him with the other guy, like Trey was saying, it would make a perfect match. Well, Well, I'm going to tell you, no,
0: we will review. I'll have you back for this because there was a lot of martial arts in this.
1: Yeah. The
0: best match, I think it was 2020, it could have been 2021, because your uncle ron asked me if i had seen this and i was like no i didn't watch anything mm-hmm. he says go back and watch that event it's a one match event but you got to see the match well they put that match on youtube yeah right. so we don't need peacock anymore it's on youtube yeah. and it is from tlc and it's alistair black versus buddy matthews yeah okay. And Buddy Matthews was the guy in the match we watched that kept getting crushed on the uh, ladder. And thankfully he caught the girl and took all of the brunt going through the table. (laughs) But he is very fast and very fluid as well. And they had a fantastic martial arts-based presentation match. Yeah, good. I hope
2: Rhea Ripley didn't uh, take offense to him catching her either. Because Buddy Matthews and Rhea Ripley are together in life. Yeah, they're,
0: they're engaged, getting ready to be married and the (laughs) acclaimed so I love the the (laughs) acclaimed and Max Castor was coming out and he goes, because Buddy Matthews his uh, fiance is Rhea Ripley, but on the WWE show, her and Dominic are supposed to be a couple Yeah. and he goes and there's Buddy, looking all ominous, Buddy's getting cucked by this kid (laughs) named Dominic
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's gotta be a rough intro (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: they're there, yeah. and the next time, they came out like a week later, and he said buddy, and Buddy jumped out of the ring and <laughs> need him right in the face. <laughs> so whatever he was going to say, he wasn't going to get out the
1: second time. No.
2: I liked their little jab at uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. But we can't repeat it because it's got a cuss word. So.
1: God, you want to talk about making...
0: People mad. Oh yeah,
2: we could do a whole. Oh yeah, that is right.
0: There was a cuss word in that. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the first song your uncle Dan and I ever wrote was a country music song, and this could have been a million selling. It was the best we ever recorded. It never. Yeah. So it was three dollar whiskey, twelve dollar, and it's a word that rhymes with door, that is a rather vulgar reference to a lady of the evening. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Oh, I that's 15 bucks I ain't got no more that was the name of the song I see Mm -hmm. and if you talk about your old dog Blue and the wife leaving you that is a million selling country western song
1: alright calm down there Johnny Cash
0: so (laughs) I'm telling you now the country music fans in the family they did not enjoy it as they did not and I don't
1: understand it did you mention Jim Beam enough no, I don't you think know, we even might know. We even They didn't
0: just didn't even they didn't like the chorus from the minute we started. <laughs> oh, yeah. We even mentioned an old pickup truck. Yeah. They oh, just yeah. They did not enjoy our funny.
1: How old were you when you did this? 16, 17. Yeah. Dan
0: was probably 14, 15. Yeah.
1: I see, so this is your generation's uh, Opal kissing we, Santa Claus We, we, we were <laughs> I don't think you heard we that were, story Alex Brandon we were pretty came out singing about kids. how Uncle Tim yeah. was or how they caught Uncle Tim kissing uh, Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything I have blacked out so much of my life <laughs> But yeah
0: Me and Uncle Dan spent most of our childhood taking the piss on other people mm-hmm. I mean that's
1: fair
2: Like our Christmas song,
1: yeah. Is that what this is leading up to? Well, we haven't reviewed <laughs> Hard Times yet. Yep. Okay.
0: But yes, we've got to we've got to do the Happy Happy Christmas song. Okay. This it's probably gonna mess us up. So <laughs> <laughs> you
2: guys I, might need some therapy after. Where it's yeah, just you know quiet time. But who who needs therapy after seeing Hard Times, Ken?
0: That's right. Right. So what'd you guys think of Hard Times? Right. one of the most famous promos of all time and re- realized, the
1: spot here. <laughs> realized
0: the point of that promo was to get people to come see that match or to buy the pay-per-view
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean for the most part like there is a uh Shall we say the class warfare is nothing new to our generation? I think it's exasperated a lot. This, this—it
0: uh, was alive and well in our generation too. That's what I'm
1: saying. It was like when I was reading. Uh, GK and Dusty Rhodes is not my generation. He's my parents' generation. Yeah. We well, were kids when we were watching. Him. Yes. Okay, but I'm saying like pretty much nothing changes. Like that really was just an appeal to the you whole know, class. situation. I was going to say class like warfare, like
0: warfare has been alive and well in the United yes, States for a very long
1: time. Yes. Because there's still a lot of elitist issues. Like, there's still a lot. Oh, yeah. But, like, my generation is really getting kind of crazy about it lately. So it is interesting to see that it was being echoed back then as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: All right, well. I immediately noticed how he kind of just took stage. You know, he kind of... He had the reporter kind of shoved out of view, not completely out of frame, <laughs> but just there, so you know he's there. So he's taking up the front of the view, and he's talking directly to the person sitting on the couch, which is a very smart move as a showman. Mm-hmm. And my God, if I did not hear the theme song, Good Times, playing in the background, <laughs> as he's talking about all the hard-working people getting laid off, mm-hmm. you know, he spoke to his audience, and they heard.
0: Yeah. yeah he, was a, he was a master of doing that. He, he was could talk people into the building, and he could make you think he was on your side, and he was for the little guy. And
2: yeah, well, he's the son of a plumber.
1: Yep, <laughs> yeah.
0: legitimately. Yeah, yeah. Virgil Riley Ronald Sr. was a plumber, yeah. and he and because that guy he always referenced all the time mm. was another plumber who told him you don't want to do this for your life.
2: Right. Yeah. And you know, just a quick side note, you know that uh, such animosity became. Between Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, probably became the centerpiece of WCCW or World Class Championship Wrestling for a while.
0: World Championship, Championship Wrestling. Wrestling. Sorry, you got you got, the, you got the Von erics on the brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're talking about going to see Iron Claw, so yeah. I, I think that we got the Von erics on the brain right, right now.
1: See, but, you you say it's like another language whenever we talk about video games and stuff. I can't even keep track of half of these acronyms. It was just WWE when we were kids. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's because Vince wiped all that out. When yeah. we started watching wrestling, the territories were still there. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you guys came along, Vince had wiped all of that out. The only two things that existed were WWF and WCW, and Vince wiped that out in 2001.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the good part about that is, if you're struggling to remember, mm-hmm. you can just say WW and someone will finish it for you. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> you got good odds if you just start with WW.
2: Like I said, the uh, the Dusty Roads-Rick Flair feud lasted for how long,
0: Ken? Years. 83 to 89 when he went to the WWE.
2: Yeah, so about six years of these guys constantly. They were
0: the top two guys for yeah. that whole time. Yeah.
2: But it, it back during the days, territory days when they were just coming around, mm-hmm. Ric Flair wanted to be
0: like Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, he wanted to be Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes. Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes. I was like, wow. And now, you know, they've. But they developed real life animosity towards each other mm-hmm. because Dusty was the booker and Rick was the world champion. So yep. there was sort of a professional rivalry and. Rick didn't like the way Dusty books sometimes. Dusty didn't like the way Rick would go over his head to uh, Jimmy Crockett. Well,
2: one of these one of these podcasts, we're going to have to talk about the Dusty finishes.
0: Yes. <laughs> the non-finishes, which are still famous to this day.
2: Uh-huh.
0: All right. So, Happy, Happy Christmas is something we came up with when I was probably 17. Dan was probably 14. Oh, and I it's, see. Happy, happy Christmas, Thanksgiving sucks, too much turkey, crappy football games, relatives you don't really like, mm. and no toys. Right. And then you can just do that with any holiday. Yep. <laughs> happy, happy Christmas, and then you just fill in the next holiday.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. Bank.
0: Father's Day sucks. sucks.
2: Halloween sucks. Yeah. Everybody gets too much candy and gets sick to their stomachs and sits around a
0: bit up
1: uh, I want to hear this blasphemy in my <laughs> presence. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a no so it was crazy. And no
0: toys. <laughs> and no toys. It always ends <laughs> in no toys. I see. Father's Day sucks. <laughs> Every kid's name in the house on the card. One lousy tie. Terrible weather, and no, no toys.
1: <laughs> I can see why you never release it. You'd have to make at least 12 versions. <laughs> or
0: have it 12 verses.
1: Only yeah, 12 verses. it yeah. 10. There's not really holidays in August and September. Oh, Hanukkah. They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, got it. Yeah, out close out. you uh, Hanukkah's okay
2: because, you know, you still get dreidels and stuff like that. Such as it, so. <laughs> You still get some. And I never yeah. knock
0: <laughs> Valentine's Day because that's Christmas for adults most of the time. I don't know. I like the Fourth of July.
1: <laughs> do what? Keep going. You know what You're the one who put your mind in the gutter on time. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what
0: annoys me about you? Is you guys think you invented it. That's what annoys me about you guys.
1: And, and, uh, I would not have this conversation with you in private. I will not do it over the air.
0: <laughs> I'm not trying to have a conversation with you. I said Thank I wouldn't God. knock Valentine's Day because that's Christmas for adults. Thank God. <laughs> I wouldn't knock Mother's Day. I'd knock Father's Day, but I want you to knock, knock Mother's, Mother's Day.
2: day. You knock if you knock Mother's Day, your mother might knock you what? upside the head. That's right. <laughs> That's why I didn't knock <laughs> Mother's
1: Day. Which by the way, growing up, I'd be like Happy Father's Day, Dad and he'd be like, Ah, it sucks, it doesn't matter and I go, That's gonna be me one day <laughs> <laughs> That's what that did to the kid. That's gonna be me one day. <laughs> You're like obligatory uh gift card or what is it? Obligatory a greeting card day is obligatory. Yeah mm. Mm-hmm. We just got them candy and called it a day, typically.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Mother's Day. They got all of this stuff all over the store and everything. Father's Day. One little section about that big. uh, Uh, Ties go on sale. Everybody's like, (laughs) like, who the hell cares about the old man? Right. To
1: be fair. Although, I
0: got lots of number one dad shirts. Uh But let's face it, there wasn't much of a market for number two dads. Well, yeah, that's true. Because it would be like, yeah, he's okay, but he could do better.
1: (laughs) To be fair, like, guys also need a lot less to be happy. I don't know if you've seen the entire genre of memes of, like, guys' apartments with just a TV, not even a stand, their game console, a, like, sleeping bag or a mat or something, and, like, a, like, a, single, a single lawn, lawn chair. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I prefer a recliner. Okay, but were you, were you like... Uh, Spent oh, more on, eggs. like, furniture. If you I spent less on food because, like, all you had was, like, white rice and eggs in your house whenever Aunt Sherry and Mom were uh, in your pantry?
0: No. My canister set consisted of white rice because I'd normally have that for breakfast, sugar, and tea. I didn't have any soda in the house because I didn't drink it. Mm-hmm. I drank iced tea. I'd have uh, the white rice normally for breakfast and some eggs because you to get protein mm-hmm. with each meal. And then I would make my lunches to go to work, you know, meal prep like I do now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if I recall had zero spices. No, (laughs) No,
0: well, no, I didn't have any, did I have any spices? I had no salt, I had no ketchup, because I didn't use either one of those things. Yeah. Uh, I had butter, because I'd I'd throw that in the vegetables when I made them. Your uncles were the masters of the blandest vegetables you've ever had in your life because they just dump the can in the thing (laughs) and heat it up. I'm like, throw some butter in there so you give it a little bit of flavor. Right.
1: Did they even bother to throw salt in? No. -mm. No
0: Mrs. Dash, no nothing. No pepper.
1: Mrs. Dash doesn't really taste like anything if you just cook it like that though. So the
0: secret to most things, hamburgers, uh, corn, Mm -hmm. throw a little bit of black pepper in there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fair.
0: And butter gets you a little bit of salt and a little bit of flavoring.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as bad for you as everybody likes to say it is. I mean, a lot of that stuff is you just have well, to work out enough to burn it. People yeah. just don't want to do that half. Yeah. So.
2: Well, it's like butter, too. You, you know, they don't tell you you got to eat two pounds of it a day before it starts to, <laughs> you know. Well.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: It was just like the mercury scare back with the, the tuna. You know, oh, don't eat tuna. It's got mercury in it they didn't tell you you got to eat 50 pounds of it a day they
1: didn't tell for me didn't 50
0: you. years before it starts to show up so other than the bodybuilders nobody else was really in any danger right so i love bodybuilding training i've been doing bodybuilding training mm-hmm. since i was 16 years old mm-hmm. i hate the bodybuilding lifestyle 250 pound guys sitting around in medium-sized t-shirts eating 20 cans of tuna fish a day mm-hmm. is that life and my favorite story of all time, I was working out at Gold's Gym in Webster Groves. And these two guys were in their early 40s. They were going through a divorce. <laughs> and so they've got to get back in shape because they're going to start clubbing around to find somebody else who will be taken with their roguish charms. The two of them together, I wouldn't have given you 10 bucks for. But anyway, they got a plan at least. They're trying to do something. Mm-hmm. So they come in, they're working out, and... All they ever talk about is, you know, scoring with the women and everything. And I was like, Hell yeah! you know, most of the women I know are too <laughs> healthy to catch little germs like you, but whatever.
1: <laughs> they <laughs> always talk about it. It's all they can think about. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> the, the guy that worked the front desk was right. this really muscular guy about my age that time, so mid-twenties. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and these two guys are sitting there. And it was one of the funniest conversations I ever overheard because mm-hmm. I was like, the three of you together... Your brains were dynamite you couldn't blow your nose mm-hmm. so the three of them are sitting there and the two guys are like oh man I wish I looked like you you must get all the women typical bodybuilder <laughs> he goes oh I don't date and they both look at him like he's an alien he goes no, that has screwed up my training and my games. I do not mess it up. <You> know, <laughs> oh my gosh. The duality of man. <laughs> and I'm thinking at the time, looking at all three of them, like, you sad, sad, a word I can't say on this
1: podcast. You know, my but, favorite one-liner that you had about that was the blind leading the pathetic off a cliff. Oh,
0: no, the blind leading the blind off the cliff into the abyss.
1: Uh, I it was the blind leading the pathetic, but okay.
0: Well, that could, you could—you actually could have said that in this case. So I just never have been a fan of that whole bodybuilding lifestyle.
2: Uh, you, you, you put and some life in between women. Now,
0: when I go to the gym, I'd say half to over half of the membership is women. Mm-hmm. Man, when I first started working out in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, God help the poor woman that came into one of those gyms. <coughs> she would be hit on from the minute she walked in the frickin' door.
1: Yeah,
0: you know. Um, but now it's it's a whole different culture, and thank goodness for that. It's much improved from
1: yeah
0: what it used to be. How do we ever get on this story? I have no you idea. You guys take me down the most darkest alleys and blind spots and everything else. You
1: cannot blame us for guiding your own mind to a topic that was all you.
0: No, it wasn't. You guys said something that triggered.
1: that. I mentioned something about like your like uh, your pantry being like super.
0: Oh, that was, bland it. That, that was that.
1: <laughs> we did that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that was us. me.
1: And then you went on to like all the stuff you would do with bodybuilding back before you would, uh, well, started Well, I, did, I didn't have
0: a ton of mm-hmm. spices and salt and all that stuff because. When I was training hard, I didn't eat. well, don't eat a whole lot of it now. And you yes. also
1: don't like spicy food at all. It's no. Like the No, that's why my resting
0: heart rate is still down. in the mid fifties.
1: Yeah, you think in retrospect that twelve uh, calories from the spices would have helped?
0: Look, you know, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> I
0: just didn't want them in my food. Okay. I'm, I'm more of a kind of a purist. I see. So, is that all you got to do all day long and come up with stuff
1: like that? All the time, yeah. Customers, coworkers, reps. I get the product though, so I'm doing my no, job. So.
0: so I think this is about as... This is probably the worst episode we've ever done. So <laughs> come if on if now, if you're fair. still listening to this, I'm truly sorry that we ruined your Christmas. And <laughs> You, hopefully you may still be interested in the history and might come back for the next episode in January. There's a pause button. We're
1: not responsible for that. What do you mean there's a pause button? They didn't have to listen, Dad. They stayed because they were loyal.
0: Oh, there right. you go. See, look at that. Yeah! We got the, the best listeners around.
2: That's right. Exactly. If
0: they'll put up with this nonsense to hear a little <laughs> bit of history...
2: Well, and i tell you, it's just not the history. It's getting other people's viewpoints of certain things. That's why we do the reviews. Glacier, Alistair Black, Hard Times promos. And that's why we do some of the matches. To
0: It doesn't sound so good, though. We're oh, okay. Commercial. Maybe
1: that's your ENTJ brain. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm an ENTJ. I yeah. have no idea. It's a roulette wheel for me. I <laughs> you think you're ENFP, because you were literally just extroverted Maddie. I mean, that's fair.
0: All right? And the people
1: out there are like, who the heck
0: is Maddie? What the heck is ASTP and <laughs> ENFP? Are these guys ever going to stick to a point today? Uh,
1: nope. ADHD. <laughs> so,
0: we, so we covered all the topics. We did. We, no? did. we covered all the topics. Oh, we got to have a topic for next time. What the heck are we going to talk about next time?
1: Uh, well, you could show us a good uh, AEW match that you were talking about.
0: Well, that was a good WWE match match but we could view that we could mm-hmm. I'm starved match. for any good match then but I'm thinking about the history topic the reason people actually well, I thought we was gonna to this.
2: finish up with Law's I statistic. did that oh okay we did that yesterday oh okay
1: are
0: you not even listening to me
1: Were no you're
2: not
0: even <laughs> <laughs> It goes in uh, one ear and goes
1: out the other which you you know what I never heard about? What the double cross of the Gold Dust Trio? I know you wrote a book on it, but I have not heard a single thing about it.
0: Well, you should have been here for the last episode because <laughs> we were going to talk about, about <laughs> yesterday. How <laughs> many episodes have you two recorded? Just one. Just
1: a day. N- no, no, we <laughs> well, usually
2: do it on Sundays and Mondays yeah,
1: before football. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So, do you want to come over about nine o'clock? <laughs> oh, that's now?
0: what it you were there for the middle episode. You were there when I was talking about Zabisco not yes. being able to get the match with Gotch, and then setting up to what happened in 1925.
1: Yeah, it's the Star Wars trilogy. I'm sorry I'm keeping you, gotta, you awake. I'm practically nocturnal. I don't know why I'm going. Yeah. It's like the Star Wars trilogy, hearing about their episode format.
0: <laughs> so I still got to come up with a history topic. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Uh, I talked about Matsuda not too long ago. I was yeah,
1: that's the only thing I could suggest because you had me proofread that one.
0: You know what? Maybe we'll talk about why Sam Rockman had to get a local wrestler mm-hmm. as opposed to a Midwest wrestler. I briefly. Oh, that, okay. When we got, but I didn't really go in depth to that.
2: Got the kid out of Altoona.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we'll do. All right. We'll talk about why Sam Rockman had to use a local wrestler to be the Masked Marvel as opposed to getting someone from the Midwest who the fans wouldn't have been familiar with. Mm-hmm. And if, if you've made it this far, you're doing better than me, so I'm going to have to <laughs> sign off. and You guys say good night. Have a good night, everyone, good and buddy. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, this is the Christmas episode. <laughs> Merry, <laughs> Christmas, yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>
1: oh, good Lord. <laughs>